0: Do you have a wedding this weekend
1: i don't uh and actually i don't have one till the end of may which is nice
0: same yeah i've got a yeah. tiny one in um in april but then we don't really get rolling until may which i'm fine with
1: where's your first one at
0: uh jekyll island crane cottage i don't know how familiar you are with east coast georgia
1: N- yeah not very but jekyll, jekyll island sounds cool
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's got. Driftwood Beach on it and um, it's a good, it's a good area.
1: And have you, uh, have you lived in Georgia your whole life or no?
0: No, I haven't. Um grew up here for a little while, went to high school in Alaska and um, then came back here for college. Um, got married to a military guy. And so we move every four years.
1: <laughs> so what took you to Alaska?
0: My dad worked for AT and T, and he um, kind of managed the the outposts for different, um, I guess, towers. Mm-hmm. So we lived in Anchorage for three years. It's a lot of fun. What?
1: Uh, wh- How old were you when you moved there?
0: I would have been fifteen.
1: Uh, oh, that's like the worst time to move, isn't it? Like, yeah, you're...
0: it was halfway through yeah. my freshman year of high school.
1: Oh. that's like the worst time to be a new kid right like a freshman right yeah yeah you came from georgia then or no
0: i did yeah i moved halfway through my my freshman year from georgia to anchorage alaska and i uh i very distinctly remember pitching a giant like teenage fit with my dad and uh yeah i was like i'm gonna have to live in an igloo and ride a (laughs) dog sled to school and he's like they don't have those in Anchorage, Meredith. And we literally landed and we're going to the hotel and down the, the sidewalk in downtown Anchorage, there goes a dog sled. And I'm like, see, look.
1: Oh, wow. So it was crazy. Man. And that, it doesn't get much further than that. Georgia to Alaska. Like right. that's far.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like just looking on a map, it looks so far away. That's, man, that's crazy. So you literally, you went there, you said halfway through freshman year?
0: Yeah. Halfway through my freshman year in high school.
1: And then you, and then you graduated high school and then you went, where'd you go right after that?
0: Um I went to uh it's now called North Georgia um uh, College. No, UNG. They've changed their name twice. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to keep up. Uh University of North Georgia. Um it's up in Dahlonega, which is a Hallmark town. Um and went to school there and graduated um as a teacher.
1: So you wanted to go into education. Yeah.
0: I did. Yeah. I did.
1: Uh well- what did you want to teach?
0: I wanted initially to teach elementary school um, and halfway through my like senior teaching experience, um, it was very clear that I didn't want to. Yeah. So, well,
1: what, what made it so clear?
0: Um, There was a lot of testing and a lot of like kids that got left behind because mm-hmm. it's just not meant for kids that think differently. School's not yeah. built for kids that are more creative or neurodivergent. And it was very frustrating to kind of like have to funnel everything a certain way. Um, and I, so I had a really good instructor and she was like, maybe you should go into art education instead. And um, so she uh, got me in touch with the, the school um, for arts at, at my university. And I ended up um, getting a master's in art education. I love that. Um, but moving is hard to keep a teaching job. So,
1: oh, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. So you realized, okay, this isn't for me. And this isn't the first time that education has come up on this podcast. Like really? teaching, I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, uh, I talked to Sasha about it. And uh cuz she was a teacher but like yeah just i don't know i i mean <laughs> I, we don't have to get too far into it if you don't want but like my pa- or my mother worked at uh my uh uh school so i went through i went through a really really small school it was kindergarten through 12 was just one school oh that's cool my town was really, yeah my town's really small uh my hometown and my grandmother worked there she was the secretary at that school for like it what she was secretary at the middle school but then it all became one school for like i don't know 40 years or something but and then my mother worked there and you know since i was like preschool so i would always hear like all the behind the scenes stories of like everything and right. and i'm just like this sounds like a nightmare like i would never want to be a teacher <laughs> i would never like like just like the i don't know like the bureaucracy of it i guess. i don't know it's just yeah there's always, yeah, there's always someone, uh, I think I told Tayshia, I think I was always I like, there's always someone like pushing down from above, isn't there? And mm-hmm. it's like annoying. It's like, no, like the tests are all that matters. And I don't know. I just, even even as a kid, I remember in school being like, like also oh, if I just fail this test, I <laughs> like, my life's over. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just so weird.
0: Well, and you couldn't get away with anything if you had your mom and your grandmother no.
1: there. Mm-mm. I was pulled out of class many times. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing my mom's face, like in the, you know, they have like those little, uh, uh vertical windows, mm-hmm. the real thin ones, and the school doors. I remember seeing my mom's face, and she would give me one of those points, and like, <laughs> like, like get out here, and I'm like, uh oh, but um, yeah. So, you decided to go into art education, mm-hmm. and I guess what, what, uh, what's the story there?
0: Um, I've always loved art, and um, always loved photography and it felt like i could still use the four-year degree that i had already received um and just make a quick pivot into something that i really loved more there was less of like you talked about the the kind of somebody's always pushing down on you telling you like you have to do this you have to yeah. do that um there was less like teaching to the test and um a lot more creativity and being able to really support the the students that thought differently that that just saw the world differently um and i loved it um i loved it so much that one of my professors um got assigned a class that he didn't want to teach and so he was like hey um, you know you've got your bachelor's degree you're getting your master's degree do you want to do you want to take over this class and ta it for me and i did and um i just loved everything about being able to open people's eyes to seeing things differently um and kind of giving them the encouragement that they could create something that um, it didn't have to be cookie cutter.
1: You did that. And then you went right into teaching middle school. Oh uh, What great middle um, school. Okay.
0: Yep. I taught middle school um, for a couple of years. And then, um, like I said, I, we move every four years and trying to keep a teaching license in every single state that we move to and get it ahead of time. And um, the, the timelines for that just got really difficult um it didn't matter if you had a teaching degree in certain states yeah. from another state it, it wouldn't transfer and so you would have to um take lesser jobs or kind of prove that you still knew what you were doing and um I kind of had enough when we had our our first kid and I was like I'm done <laughs> I'm just done
1: yeah that's I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't like transfer over to other states. That's so odd. But, uh, and you move every, you said four years, that's due to the military, right? Your husband in the military.
0: Yeah. 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 This is our last, he he'll retire in 24. Um, and so we won't have to continue to do that like we have in the past. So it's really nice to have kind of put roots here in Savannah and, um, really grown into the community a lot.
1: And where, so you, I guess, where else have you guys moved?
0: Um, we've lived in Manhattan, Kansas. That was our first assignment. And when he, when he came, got the assignment, he told me we weren't married yet. And I was like, oh my gosh, New York, Manhattan. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not where we're going. Um, so, um, yeah, it was Manhattan, Kansas was our first one. Um, and then we went to, uh, South Carolina or excuse me, North Carolina, um, we went to North Carolina and then, um, Texas virginia alabama and then here
1: okay so you stayed mostly in the south aside from kansas but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's nice yeah what's the exact opposite of new york kansas
0: yeah 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 definitely and they have it's funny because they have a a little apple ball drop for new year's because it's cute yeah it's that's cute kansas it, it's cute it's definitely cutesy um
1: And it was a good time. Like, we really enjoyed our time there. So, Georgia now, and I guess I I like to ask people, like, kind of what life was like growing up. I know you said you moved when you were, like, a freshman Mm -hmm. uh, to Alaska. Like, I guess, well, how was Alaska, first off?
0: I loved it. It was so (laughs) different. And the people were um, just hearty. Like, you figure it out. You help your neighbor out. Like, um some of my closest friends I'm still in touch with from that time. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a good experience.
1: Was it in Juneau?
0: Yeah, it was in Anchorage. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was in Anchorage. Um, and that really, um, it allowed me to kind of learn how to ski, learn how to snowboard. Um, we went salmon fishing and, um, got to see Mount McKinley and just really experience. Um, I mean, we lived in a neighborhood, like a, a normal mm-hmm. suburban neighborhood. And, um, you would still have like moose walk through your yard on the way to the bus That's stop. Great. <laughs> right? <That's> crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have deer in our backyard, but I bet a moose is a lot different. Yeah. They're a little bigger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before you moved to Alaska, you obviously you said you grew up in Georgia, but like, your dad worked for AT and T. What did your mother do?
0: Um. So my mom is an antique dealer, and um, she deals with um, high end uh, jewelry, and um, I think that that's where my love of art really came in mm-hmm. to play. Was um, and a reverence for like things that are well made because of her, um, the just understanding that you know the the history behind something the craft behind something um and she's still to this day um sell antiques
1: that's pretty cool so you go to alaska sorry I, I just i don't know i like know nothing about alaska so i just want <laughs> i just want to go there but um I, and i've heard people take like cruises around alaska yeah. too and that's like really cool
0: yeah it it is yeah, it's a lot of fun um my kids love to tease me that um in order to graduate from high school, I had to take a swimming class and pass. Um, and I had to take an outdoor living skills class and I did actually have to learn how to build an igloo and in order to graduate and ride
1: a, and ride a dog sled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever end up end up getting on a dog sled or no?
0: Um, I did. Um, there's a huge dog sled race called the Iditarod. Um, mm-hmm. I did not compete in that, um, but yeah, I did yeah. get to work on it and they run from, um, Anchorage to Nome and, um, it's this big thing every year uh, to kind of commemorate uh, a, a special event uh, in history. And um, it was, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's definitely different. Um, there are aspects of it that I miss, but I, I do love being back where the rest of my family is here.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And being close to, your parents still live around Georgia.
0: Yeah. So my dad lives in um near Atlanta. And my mom lives up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And, um, so they're a couple hours from us, which is great. And we've got, um, my husband's side of his family is in Florida. So we're, we're perfectly situated to be able to like go visit without overstaying (laughs) our welcome.
1: So you're teaching art to middle schoolers. And how was that by the way? Did you like, like middle school age kids or would you rather high school or younger? Or what do you think?
0: So middle school kids are a lot like freshman college students, oh, okay. so it was a pr- like it was not a hard transition um, to to go from that to, to teaching middle schoolers. And they they're kind of in this fun age of like the sixth graders are still kind of babies and they're still kind of trying to figure out the world. And everything is through these like, oh, gosh, amazing, like everything's still amazing to them. Um, and then of course, by the time you get to the eighth graders, they just think that they rule the world. And it's kind of fun to watch them transition from that sixth grade baby to like pre high school. Um, mm-hmm. And some of my favorite students were the ones that just didn't do well in other classes and um, giving them the confidence of like, oh, I, I can function and I can like, be competent at something and um you know this math that i have to learn actually has application in these other things that are interesting to me so i really did enjoy that time
1: so how did you go from that to photography
0: uh, so i i've done photography since high school i've enjoyed it um took a class in college couple classes in college um and we lived on a military base in um manhattan well fort riley kansas (laughs) and um it was in 2006 2007 so literally our entire neighborhood all of the soldiers which they were all men um in that particular instance but all of them deployed including my husband And so we had an entire, um, neighborhood of just spouses and kids. And, um, when they would come home for, um, uh, rest and it's called R and R, um, they, the spouses wanted pictures of their families and they knew I was an art teacher. They knew I had a camera. And so they were like, you know, do you, do you mind, would you mind? We'll pay you. And I kind of went sure. Um, I think my first quote unquote paid um, shoot was seventy five bucks, maybe. Um, And I still have some of the images, and just to like remind me of you know where we all start from. And um, Mm -hmm. so it took off from there. In regards to like, I really enjoyed it, and um, I swore I would never do weddings like. Totally resonated with. There's another photographer called uh, Sue, her name's Sue Bryce, and um, she was like, "I would rather like stick hot pins in my eyes than shoot weddings." And I was like, "Yes, I fully resonated with that." Um, and, uh, and then a couple of years later, uh, my husband came home and he was like, "Hey, there's somebody I work with. They, you know, their photographer backed out. Do you think you could do this?" And I'm going, "Hmm." no. And yeah, I,
1: thanks for signing me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and I felt, I felt horrible. Like I yeah. knew what, as far as like the basics of what to do, but knew nothing about weddings. And, um, I, I photographed one I was like, yeah, this is okay. And then it happened again a couple years later, um, where he came back and he's like, Hey, I've got another f- worker that, that really needs this. And, um, I was like, I'll talk to her, but I'm going to be real clear with her that I'm going to be, I was 37 weeks pregnant with my second child in the middle of the Texas heat. And I was like, I (laughs) just like forewarning, like that here's the situation. And she was like, no, no, this is great. And I loved it so much that I was like, I can't wait to do this again. Um, And it was all downhill from there. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you couldn't wait to do it again not 37 weeks pregnant not yeah uh, yeah
0: not 37 weeks pregnant
1: um yeah i don't even like doing weddings in the heat like that when i'm wearing like (laughs) a shirt and pants (laughs) can't imagine doing it pregnant but uh so and that's also another recurring thing on this podcast too is like uh people that are like well i'm like we know how'd you start and it kind of comes all the way back to like like the common denominator is like well, someone was like, "Wait, you have a camera, right? Why don't you mm-hmm. take some pictures?" Like, or do, like that's how it always starts. That's how it started for me yeah. and multiple people. It's like, which tells me, like, we should just buy cameras for like all our kids, right? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. that's how pe- people are just like, "Wait, wait, don't you have a camera?" And you're like, "Yeah, that's just it's funny how that works." Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, it just snowballed, right? So you did that, and then you did a couple weddings. Yep. And uh, after you, I guess, when did you like? start really getting into wedding cuz i think we all when we start we're like we do it on the side mm-hmm. we don't really know what we're doing yeah uh, i guess when did you decide like i'm going to do this for good
0: um i actually had a kind of right, uh, the universe does weird things just it does um mm-hmm. we a year later we we moved to virginia and a friend of mine tagged me in a facebook post there was a um a wedding workshop in virginia and it was right after we moved there and she was like hey you might want to enter to win they have a free you know spot um and i was like yeah right okay and i won
1: <laughs> oh cool
0: and uh with it came like a, a a hour-long coaching session with the host of the workshop later on and so after the workshop she sat down with me and she looked through some of the wedding stuff that i did have And she's like, you need to shit or get off the pot. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's like, you love this, but you're doing um, family pictures and cake smash. And um, I had tried my hand at newborn, which is really laughable um, and senior pictures. And so she was like, if you really love this, you've got to remove everything that you don't want to do. And you've just got to rip the bandaid off and make it happen. And it was really scary to do that. Um, and to like wipe away all the income that I knew I could be making with this in order to go after something that I really still was very much an infant in my knowledge of how weddings worked. And, um, in doing that, uh, um, things just kind of either happened or connections that worked just kind of started to grow the business. And, um, I'm really grateful that she was honest with me about it instead of like, you know, cotton candy education of like, oh, yeah, and you you do your thing. You're good at it. No, she was like, rip Mm -hmm. it, rip it off, make it happen.
1: So I want to talk about the restart specialists. Yeah. I'd love to know how you came about it. And obviously, you know, growing up, moving around, it sounds like it'd be that's probably where it came from, right?
0: no it, it had nothing to do with like my childhood of like moving um and and that's like there are people that are like oh that's why um no it it um it was still like in virginia still in this infancy of like learning wedding photography and trying to like consume as much information as i could and this was back in like 2014 2015 time frame so like the online education sphere that is available today was still not there. It was still like mm-hmm. in-person was everything. And so I had gone to, a, um, another workshop with, um, a speaker and the, he was sharing all this information about like how to follow up with leads and how to do this and how to do that. And I knew that we had a move coming up in a year and a half. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, this is the first time I'm having to move my wedding business, um, somewhere else. And, Um, so I, I asked him, I'm like, you know, how, how do I move my business? This is what we have to do. Um, it's a military town. You know, we move every four years ish. And he like deadpan was like, uh, why are you wasting your time? Like, why are you muddying the wedding industry with your business? You'll never be able to charge anything appropriate. You won't be able to work full time. Just make it easier on yourself and go work for somebody else. And I was like, Whoa. And so um out of that i'm like i'm not the only one that has to deal with this i'm not the mm-hmm. only one that wants to just work in other markets that wants to to be able to move um and i found that there's a lot of like travel nurses who have spouses and um people in the um the church and that you know churches move their pastors a ton i, I had no idea um so it's not just military that face that and corporate too relocations their their spouses if they have um any type of creative business they're having to face that as well and i was like okay if i can make this work if i if i can figure out the formula of how how do you do this what's the what are the steps what are the missteps which i made a lot of them um mm-hmm. then maybe i can help other people and out of that Um, came the restart specialist. It wasn't something that I I set out to like initially do, but when somebody tells me I can't do something, it's like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Let's, let's figure this
1: out. How long have you been in E3?
0: I've been in E3 since they started. And um, I, I, because I lived in Birmingham, I knew Courtney and Julie before any of the E3 stuff started. And Courtney was actually one of my coaches um, leading into the pandemic. And um, so when they started it, it was like, okay, yeah, this, this makes sense to be a part of it. And it's been really good in regards to um, just better understanding how we wanna run a business, um, better understanding how to price. Um, that That was definitely as a photographer Um, who teaches in the photography industry eye-opening to see what was being taught versus the reality outside of what was being taught Mm. to the masses. And um, so, yeah, it's been a really great adventure.
1: What do you have coming up? Do you have anything like specific you're excited about or?
0: Um, I have a, um, a group that we just started this year called connect and I'm really excited about it. It's, um, gone through the first quarter. Um, and it is an accountability group for wedding photographers primarily. And, um, we meet every single week, uh, virtually, and then do a one-on-one coaching as well as some, um, specific topics for education. But there, there was a need that I kept seeing for newer photographers in the industry that wanted to quit their day jobs, that wanted to have a community that kind of rallied around each other when they had questions that kind of like was a hive mind. And so that's been really fun to watch as a former teacher to see their businesses grow, that their their goals that they've set for themselves for the the first quarter, the second quarter, they're starting to achieve them and surpass them. And so that's been a lot of fun um, to to lead that and to um, grow that this year.
1: Cool. That, yeah, that all sounds awesome. Aren't you speaking somewhere soon? I
0: am. Um, I am going to cater Source, uh next week, which is a catering conference, and I'm sharing about how to take better pictures with your iPhone um because caterers have told me over and over again that they don't get pictures of their food and they can't market and um so I'm helping them solve that problem and then I'm up in St. Louis the following week at uh, Shutterfest I'm teaching
1: Shutterfest that's what it was. Yeah, I'm
0: up at uh, St. Louis for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um teaching a, a film class and a, a publication uh gallery review it's a 101 class, uh, for film. And I'm, I'm really excited about it because this is a heavy digital, um, uh, conference. Like it, there are some people that, that do shoot film, but there was a big ask last year for, um, Hey, can we learn film? Can we learn this? And a lot of pushback from people that have been in the industry for 20 years. And they're like, why would you go back to that? And, um, so I'm excited for the class just to kind of um, yeah. share that with um, people yeah. that have never shot it before and people that want to add it back in.
1: What are uh, So what are some of your film cameras that you own?
0: Uh, I have a Nikon F100 for 35 millimeter. And then I have a Pentax 645 uh, that I shoot 120 on. And um, I'm searching for a Hasselblad. I have not found the right one yet that they're yeah they're, it's like the holy grail of trying to find yes yeah. one that works
1: I love I love watching uh I saw like a Hasselblad YouTube video like how they hand make everything and I'm just mm. like oh. <laughs> I just <Yeah>. want one <laughs> I don't even shoot photography but I was like I just want one
0: <laughs> right I have uh, a friend that she's she started um she started shooting film Twenty years ago and she started with uh the nhl so she was like the first female nhl photographer um Mm -hmm. and she shot on Hasselblad's and she has two i think but she's um kind of pivoted and is no longer uh, doing photography she's doing business coaching and i was like so do you do you want to sell the?" she's like no (laughs) like
1: oh dang yeah i know
0: dang um but they're they're hard to come by because they're just made like
1: beasts they are you know it's funny there's probably so many of them just in people's like, like closets right now that don't even get used. That's the worst. Yeah. And now film is so popular. So now if someone finds it, they're gonna sell it for so much money. Like.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I, I was explaining that to my dad the other day because um, they they moved to a new house and uh, I was like, yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm looking for another film camera for another backup just to have it. And uh, he's like, well, I've I've got one, but do you really want it? And I'm like yes. He's like, why you have digital? And I'm like, it's just funny to explain it to the, you know, people that are um, in their sixties and seventies. And in talking with like uh, my print lab, their owner, um, I think he's in his seventies. And he was like, so explain to me why you're doing this. And it's just fun to to do, to talk to them about. Uh,
1: This has been great, by the way. I've Gotten like a lot of insight.
0: Oh gosh, good cuz I I feel like we're just hanging out and talking.
1: <laughs> that's how, that's how I wanted it to feel.
0: Good. I appreciate you having me on your podcast.
1: Thank you again. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.